Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I want to talk with you about how to be more consistent. Consistent, obviously, in our business, but just consistency in general. I think this is an issue that traps a lot of us from becoming more effective and more productive in your work. And we're going to find out how to be more consistent coming to you after this short break. And we're back. But before we dive into today's content, as always, I want to thank those of you who have been listening for the very first time. Thank you for joining me. And a special hug, digital hug, for those of you who have been listening for multiple episodes. Thank you so much for your continued support. And if you have any questions or comments or just want to dive in deeper, be sure to send me a message at hello at Denise G. Lee. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter or on LinkedIn, also Denise G. Lee. That being said, let's get into it. Consistency is something that plagues a lot of us. When I view the beginning of my business, specifically when I think about how I started my business coaching business, the reason why I didn't really have a lot of traction, the reason why I didn't see as much success as I could have was because I was in the start-stop thing. And there's a lot of reasons behind that. But the long and short of it was I did not create a steady rhythm, a steady momentum. And through momentum, that's when we see lots of changes. Through that momentum, that's when the progress happens. And I want us, all of us, as part of this entrepreneurial circle, this community that we have, I want us to stop with the self-sabotage, the limiting beliefs, feeling uncertain that just because one person doesn't buy or we get a refund or some type of negative reaction happens, invalidate our purpose and our being in business. I want to help you by identifying four ways, yes, four ways that you can be more consistent throughout your business journey. I'm going to list them all at once, and then we're going to dive into each specific issue. You need to listen and identify the particular things that strike the biggest core, because obviously, if you're feeling like a, or you're just feeling a little uncomfortable. Perhaps there's a moment for you to do a little more of a deeper reflection and ask yourself the reason why you feel troubled or plagued by a specific thing that I mentioned. And with that being said, let's get into it. The number one is isolate one goal. Number two, focus on incremental improvement. Number three, fight your emotions. And lastly, four, forgive your failures. Okay, now let's talk about number one, isolate one goal. Obviously, we're in business because we want to make money. Obviously, we want, we're in business because we want to help people. But when we're focused on being all over the map and saying that I want to have a lot of followers or I want to make a lot of sales or I want to get on many as many podcasts as possible. And we're just all over the map by focusing on so many different things at once. We kind of get lost. 
We kind of get confused as people, as much as we love to believe that we can multitask, that we can do a whole bunch of things all at once, we really can't. (laughs) Study after study has shown that humans are terrible. We are terrible at multitasking. We are terrible of trying to have too many balls in the air. And to help you maintain your sanity, to help you stay focused on obviously moving the needle forward, having more traction in your business, let's just break it down and think about one big thing that you want to do. I was talking with a client the other day, and one of the things that we've identified is that stopping her from not having more sales is lack of an audience, a lack of people not knowing about what she is doing and who she is. And then I asked her a very simple question, how often are you showing up on your socials? And she kind of confessed to me, well, not really, not often. I just kind of show up when I want to and promote my webinar and tell people to drop an emoji in the comment section. And I just looked at her and I understood the reason why she was saying that I have a young child that I'm dealing with and all these other issues. But the reality is when we digged a little bit deeper, she was afraid of not having an audience size large enough to even want the webinar. And it kind of just folded more inward where she admitted that because of the fear of not having an audience, why bother? And that's why she was inconsistent in her action. If we want to grow our audience, for example, one of the things that we need is to not be committed to having a certain outcome. Wanting that certain outcome can cause us so many problems and it helps us lose track of that goal, the larger goal of building the following. It happens by us showing up day by day by day. I don't care if it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, like you figure out what schedule that you want as an example for building the audience in this particular case with my client, you have to decide for yourself about, okay, if I want to build that audience, that requires me to have a consistent schedule. Within this consistent schedule, I will do X, Y, and Z. And we're not going to back down. We're not going to make excuses. Our brains are tailored for failure mode. Our brains are tailored for quit, give up mode. And that kind of mindset may feel comforting to say, well, just because I have pre-planned to quit because I didn't have this desired outcome or the desired type of thing to happen, that means I need to quit on myself. Don't do that. Don't listen to your brain. Don't listen to that part of your body. And I I do say your body because sometimes you might feel like this tightening your stomach and you just might feel queasy about even the idea of showing up because you've had so many past negative experiences. But past negative experiences is not indicative of future outcomes. In other words, do not make your decisions right now based on things in the past. We are always growing. We are always learning. We are always developing certain new things. And by us making the decision to say, okay, I know this has happened in the past, but this is okay because I know new tools. This is okay because I'm I'm more empowered. This is okay because I am going to make a better path. 
then we can push through from those fears. Then we can push through and make that consistent schedule. I'm hoping that helps. I hope that gives you some uh, framework of make that go, create that schedule, and don't be easily wavered or easily deterred because of things that happened in the past. Okay, let's get into number two. Focus on incremental improvement. We're not going to develop a positive worthwhile habit overnight. These things take time. The decision to become committed requires you to not expect overnight success. I was reading this very interesting article the other day about Simone Biles and the gymnast. And she just won the this I wouldn't call it a war, but she got a lot of news coverage over this very complicated gymnastic move. And she was explaining the whole process of she practiced on a very soft surface. She had to get she got some new coaches. She made sure that she was making small little movements over and over rather than trying to complete this move overnight. She wanted to do step by step progress on it. And when it was time to debut, she she was there. And it was not so much the fact that she was making this progress, a physical progress. She was also allowing her mind to go through the motions of what it would look like from start to the actual act of the move and then the landing. A lot of it was little by little by little key decisions in her mind to make that progress. That's the way you also need to translate this into your business. It may not be that, for example, you write the best copy or you speak without going ums and ahs in your speech or the fact that your eyes don't dart around during the video. It's the fact that you are making a commitment to one specific change along the way in order for you to make steady improvements. These things don't happen overnight. These things don't happen where everything's perfect on the first or the second trial. It happens through continuing monitoring, reviewing your progress, understanding that there's going to be setbacks along the way. But being open and available for feedback, being open and available for lots of little improvements. So often I see lots of entrepreneurs, they limit themselves from getting support because they confuse constructive criticism from a personal assault against who they are and what they're all about. And I understand that because we're already feeling vulnerable to begin with as entrepreneurs because we're sitting out there and we're we're doing things that can be considered risky. And if we're not getting affirmed, if we're not feeling supportive, we just want to block all that out. Now, as part of this incremental improvement, we need to have people that are around us that have demonstrated that they have our best interests in heart. They've demonstrated they know what they talk about and they understand and they you understand that you're listening, you're understanding that just because someone thinks that, that you can do it better does not det- take away your worth, does not take away your value. I want to repeat this again. 
Just because someone says something that may make you feel uncomfortable about your performance does not diminish your worth as a person, as a entrepreneur, and more importantly, just being in another person's space. Here's something that I, we all know this, but I just want you to absorb this idea is that everybody is inwardly focused about their own issues and their own problems. And when somebody says something, they don't have to say it. They could have just kept it to themselves. Take everybody's feedback as a blessing because since we know that all of us are so inwardly focused and someone takes the time to explain something to us, take it as a gift so you can actually understand whether or not A, is there validity to what they're saying, but more often, is there something that is that information input that can help me go to that next level? Be open, be available for those opportunities of growth, opportunities for learning. Freaking never forget this. I was having this experience with the first iteration of one of my courses and somebody came to me and they were talking about certain things that needed changes and certain things that were reflected. And I really resisted at first. And upon just thinking about it, I didn't necessarily do all the things that they changed, but I realized there are certain things that I could have done to maybe clear up and clarify and improve the quality of my content. You'll always get people who are going to hate. There's a lot of insecure people. This is this is not going to lie. You're always going to get people who are going to criticize. But if we un- use their criticism to complaint constructively, meaning that what things can I take can really help me. Trolls aside, because ignore the trolls, ignore the pure haters because they just want to hate for the hate. If you can really just listen clearly to things that can help you improve, take it as a gift. Take it as a blessing in disguise. Let's stop viewing every criticism as a dagger or as an instrument to thwart us. Sometimes these things that make us feel uncomfortable are blessings in disguise. That brings me to number three, fight your emotions. Oh my gosh, that could be an episode all within ourselves. Every day we are just dealing with so much information that wants to keep us small and trapped and limited. Our brains, unfortunately, do you know that up to 50% of our brains or how we, our mental health, how we deal with people has been inherited from our family? Because that's why there's a lots of linkages between the mental health and family history. But aside from that, the other half is within our control. And because we're humans, we've been wired It's part of our DNA process to think negatively because thinking negatively keeps us from being attacked. It helps us from threats, seen and unseen. And when we're listening to our emotions all the time, our emotions want us to cave inward. Our emotions want us to think negatively about the world, that the glass is half empty instead of half full. The, the, the Our emotions will tell us that we should start this idea. Besides, other people have done this. Our emotions will tell us, you haven't got any sales. And almost a 
fill in the blank time. Why even bother? And the reason why we're having those all those emotions juxtaposed around ourselves is because it wants us to return back to the comfortable, the familiar, the things that prevent us from taking risk. And part of our consistency is fighting against those feelings of being lethargic or useless and unavailable or undesired or not wanted. Trust and believe that we have value. Each and every one of us. There is a reason why you're listening to this podcast. There's a reason why you're chosen to spend some time out of your day to hear what I'm saying. It's because you inherently know that you can make a difference. You have to make a decision. This is not going to happen by happenstance where you wake up and you feel positive and you're ready to do cartwheels and turn take over the world. It doesn't happen that way. Perhaps you need to do affirmations. Perhaps you need to have a gratitude list. Perhaps you need to do journaling. Perhaps you need to see a therapist or other qualified mental health professional. I don't care what you do. You just need to figure out exactly what method is going to help you to continually focus on hope, positivity, and obviously the what makes you want to do this business? Your why, who you want to help, why they matter to you and not listen to your ideas of that it's not worth it, that you should stop, that it's futile, nobody cares about you. Like Ignore those feelings, those things are keeping you trapped. And lastly, I want to talk with you about forgive your failures. We... As humans, we want to stay on that negative trap over and over and over. We want to think about when our launch didn't happen, or we want to think about all the things that just went wrong, or all the things that makes us feel unimportant and not relevant. I want you to stop all that noise and understand that your failures are just learning lessons in disguise. Yes, your failures are really blessings. They're learning lessons that help you learn, hey, maybe I shouldn't be around certain people or hey, maybe I should extend my launch time or hey, perhaps I want to add a little bit more detail to this particular product or service. Whatever it is, that is information and information is power. And then when we think about all the new information that's gathered throughout our entrepreneurial journey, that's pretty amazing that we're getting this live or real-time feedback and it's helping us to become better business people, better people in general. Look, part of you being in this journey of entrepreneurship is your personal development. It's not just making the buck. It's about understanding who you are and what motivates you and why you're in this business and what you're doing to make a difference. I don't believe that you're just here to go through the motions. I don't believe that you're here just to see if this thing is going to ride out. I believe that most of you who are listening to this understand that there is a higher purpose and Throughout that purpose, that doesn't just mean collecting the wins. It also means learning through the losses, learning through the things. I believe all the things that I, I learned personally as a personal trainer have been incorporated here as a business coach. I truly believe that everything that I've learned about people who have disappointed me or have 
abandoned me mid midstream throughout certain things that I was doing. I don't believe it was a fluke. I believe it was to teach me about my own personal development, how I react to failures, how I react to other people, and more importantly, what matters most to me. There's nothing quite like a failure. There's nothing quite like a disappointing thing to help keep you focused on what matters most. I think about my coach, for example, and he had planned out this really big launch and he had a list side at the time about 100,000, right? So that's pretty big. That's a huge list, right? And, you know, he emailed it out and he got really good turnout, like 10% of the people of his list signed up and halfway through the webinar, his technology went burst and effectively he couldn't sell to anyone. So about 5,000 people attended at the end, but no one was able to receive the offer because no one could hear it or see him. And Ignore me if I'm getting all my numbers wrong about, you know, the, the list size and attendance. The point I'm trying to make is that he had a huge people who signed up, another good, healthy percentage of the people who actually attended. But unfortunately, due to technical problems within the webinar, he it made a bust and he wasn't he didn't make a sale. And instead of saying, oh, crap, I never want to do a webinar, he Use that experience to learn about why in the world the technology burst, how to create his offer a little bit more advertising so that when he actually did it again, it would convert. I need you to take that same kind of mindset of, okay, instead of talking about everything that went wrong, what can I do to make it right? How can I make a better influence? How can I make a bigger impact? How can I make things better? There are blessings through the mistakes, there are blessings throughout the blunders. We've got a new story to tell. I mean, heck, even what I just told you about what happened with my coach, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you, hey, this, this stuff happens and it's okay. There's always time for part two. There's always a take two. Don't feel that this is a one and done over thing. You can always refine and improve and just, just show up. So in Summary for consistency. Four main things that I want to show you, or rather tell you, is number one, isolate one goal. Make sure that you focus on incremental improvement. Don't focus on trying to have everything perfect and snazzy overnight. Three, fight your emotions. Our emotions tend to lead negative, so we can't rely on our emotions. We need to be objective. Look at our facts. Look at our data. Look at the stuff overall. And lastly, we need to forgive our failures. Our failures are learning lessons in disguise. Was there something that I said that really resonated with you? I'd like to know. Send me a message at hello and denisegelee.com and I would love to connect with you. And if you send me a review, if you write me a review, if you really, really like it, I'd love to send you a little token of my appreciation. Also, let me know. Thank you so much for listening. I'm hoping that this episode was really beneficial for you because and I know this was beneficial for me too because it reminds me about all the things that I need to continually improve and refine my business. And that being said, take care and be awesome.